Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Jim Matuga, the founder and president of Interaction Media. How are you, Jim? Hey, Destine, great to be with you. I'm, gr- I'm doing well, thank you. It's good to hear. Yeah, of course, that's good to hear. Let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Yeah, Interaction Media is a marketing agency and a media company. We're based in Morgantown, West Virginia, which is actually in the Pittsburgh DMA, which is market number 26. Uh, so we serve all of West Virginia and the Pittsburgh DMA as well as with parts of Southwestern Pennsylvania, uh, over into Western Maryland and all of West Virginia. And we're a, a marketing agency, like I said, and we, we help connect with strangers and turn them into customers for our clients. That's what we do. That's amazing. What what year did you start your agency? October of 2011. So we're just starting into our uh, 12th year of business. That's amazing. What was the reason behind you starting this in 2011? Well, yeah, great question. Um, well, I had worked in the media uh, business, uh, working in everything from radio to newspapers, cable, uh, internet companies, uh, uh, television companies, you know, broadcast and cable. And, you know, every time I took, my goal was always to own my own agency. That was, that was my goal. When I, you know, back in 1988, when I graduated from West Virginia university with a degree in advertising, that was my goal, have my own company. But every time I took a promotion or uh, a pay raise with the company, (laughs) it took me further from my goal. And then finally in 2011, I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, now's the time. And the clock is ticking. I've got to, I've got to jump and, and, and take the leap and, and start an agency. And that's why I did it. Um, you know, just wanted, it, it was a life, lifelong goal, really. Uh, ever since I was a little kid, I've been in the media business, making mixtapes for my buddies, you know, on cassette tapes uh, and doing like fake interviews and stuff like that. And so I really wanted to be in the media business and own a company. And uh, it, with, a, with regard to a marketing agency, uh, that's all I've ever known. And I love it. I love this business. And, uh, and that's why we started it. I wanted to try to do something that was a little different also in our market space. Um, I, I didn't want to just, um, you know, take directions from the client. I wanted to be able to offer our experience and my, my team's professionalism, expertise in, in media and marketing and storytelling and be able to bring that to the marketplace and do it in a way that we could um, make a difference for our clients. That's amazing. You know, it's not often that I hear that agency owners already had the goal from the beginning. So it's amazing to hear <laughs> yeah, that. I, I hear uh, I hear a lot of, um, you know, uh, entrepreneurs by mistake. You know, they just kind of yeah. accidentally got into being an entrepreneur, business owner. But but that was always my goal was to, to you know, to um, to own an agency and and to be able to, you know, run things and do things the way that I wanted to do them. Um and build a team, honestly, something that could be mm-hmm. a legacy, not just about me, you know, like one or two people, but have a team that could really take this thing to the next level someday. Yeah, I love that you said that, you know, a legacy, it really matters. You know, just to circle back, why or how would you say that your work with the media has helped you today? Well, that's a great question. You know, um, the way that marketing um, has evolved, here we are in 2022. 
you know, it's, it seems like it changes every day, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> but with the, especially with the advent of, of digital. And I was kind of in the forefront of digital uh, media uh, here in West Virginia. Our newspaper that I worked at here in Morgantown was one of the first online newspapers back in mm-hmm. the day. And so I got to uh, be involved with that from the very uh, outset. Uh, the one thing that I will say, though, is marketing uh, ever since the and, you know, media and advertising ever since the day of the town crier ringing the bell on the street corner, you know, yelling the headlines out. Um, people want information. They want to have access mm-hmm. to information. Uh, today, like I said, it, it's very, um, very different than it was even 10 years ago, heck, mm-hmm. even five years ago. And so the, the speed and the intensity with which we're bombarded with messages and um, mm. media content is extremely uh, overwhelming sometimes. You know, you probably, <laughs> Destine, you probably can relate to that, right? Is, uh, uh, you know, a uh, just a person uh, who's in, in, in America. I mean, it just seems like yes. we're just over overwhelmed sometimes. But, but, the, but the thing is, marketing, in my humble opinion, has never really changed. It's about connecting with people, not just communicating, but connecting with people. And like I said, I, I'm a firm believer that story drives all of that. And yeah. you know, story is not just, you know, here's our company, here's what we do. It's about connecting with the consumer and saying, okay, what's in it for them? Yeah. Why should they care? Why should they, you know, why should it matter to them? And so that's, that's to me is the essence of telling a great story is making a connection, not just communicating. Yeah, that's amazing that you say that. I think I heard recently that people are 22 more times likely to just remember a story that they tell you than rather a fact. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. so stories yeah. are very important. And I love that you said connecting with people. Would you say that just being service-based is your core value as an agency owner? Yeah, well, that's that's definitely one of them. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I don't mind sharing with you. Um, I'm a person of faith. Uh, uh, I, you know, I believe in God, and and my my uh, primary mission with this company is to serve people, thus honor God. And yes. so it's funny that you picked up on that because that's one of that's definitely one of our top priorities and one of our core values is service. That's amazing. I'm similarly a person of faith as well. So whenever <laughs> hey, I hear people right. emphasize people and service, I'm like, oh, great. This is a good one. <laughs> yeah. You know, just to go back before being an agency owner, what would you say was the biggest thing that you would look out for, I guess? What were you like looking forward to at that time before mm. being an agency owner? Well, Back in 2011, you know, mm-hmm. we started this thing and, and honestly, I, I didn't know what to expect. I thought we mm-hmm. were going to be, you know, I had just come off of a 12 year career with the newspaper, you know, and so I thought, wow, I know print, you know, <laughs> about the first uh, three days, I was like, oh, everybody wants a website. Maybe we should be more mm-hmm. digital. So that was a real, real fast shift. Uh, it was kind of funny. I joke, uh, I had a, uh, a business plan written, right? And it was talking about print and, you know, newspaper and maybe some billboards and direct mail. And mm-hmm. that was my business plan. And after about the third day in the, in the office, I was like, okay, I, I got to put this business plan away because mm-hmm. that's not at all what this is going to be. So I, I had to, qu- you know, quickly adapt to what the consumer wanted, the, the customer out there, which is the, you know, our, our, our target market is, you know, small businesses and entrepreneurs. That's what we, that's who we serve. Mm, that's amazing. You also did mention that being, I think in, in the newspaper took you further from your goal. What did you mean by that? 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's um, something that a lot of people can relate to. You know, you have you start out in a career path and this is what I want to do. And then you look back five years you know, forward from that. And you're like, okay, well, I got two promotions. I got a couple of pay raises. I've got maybe some equity in in this or some stock in the company or whatever. And you're like, well, shoot, you know, this is all great. Why would I give this up to start my own business? Mm. So, so that's what I was saying is that like, you look up, you know, 15 years, 20 years down the road and you're like, well, shoot, this isn't what really what I had in mind. It's a great life and a great you know, career that I have, but it took me off my path. And I think that's yeah. what happens sometimes. And, and, you know, I, I you know, I have a podcast also, uh, nice. it's called positively West Virginia. And I int- interview every week, uh, for hundreds of episodes. We've been doing this since 2017. Mm-hmm. Every uh, week I interview entrepreneurs and, and ter- tell their origin story. And it's across all different types of industries and companies here in West Virginia. And, um, it's fascinating to me because I hear that a lot, you know, people say, you know, I, I wish I would have started this earlier, earlier, Mm. you know, I, I I wish I, if I had one thing to do over, I would have started this five years ago or, Mm. you know, before I took two other jobs, I was, I should have started this. But I think, um, in the scheme of things, uh, you know, even though, um, even though it did take me farther from my goal, as I mentioned, yeah. uh, it, it was all, it all worked out the way it was supposed to work out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, have, I have peace with that, you know? Yeah. That's amazing that you emphasize that. Cause I think it just takes a lot of reflection to realize, okay, just to step back and realize what is the plan or what plan does God have for your life? Yeah. Why yeah. am I doing this? You know, why? Yeah. You know, and and it, it took me a while to realize that also, you know, it wasn't like I started this with that, you know, um, yeah. So it's kind of funny. Um, you know, I'm a bl- big believer that there are no coincidences, you know, mm-hmm. everything is ordained and planned and, and there's a purpose for everything. And like even my logo interaction media is I am. And so I have, you know, clients oh, wow. that, 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 that we serve and, and people will say, you know, Jim, I, I think it's really cool that, you know, you have, you know, God at the center of your business and you're trying mm-hmm. to use your business as ministry, but you know, how did you know to create I am God, you know, Jesus is the great I am. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. it actually wasn't even part of the plan. It just, it, it, it happened that way, you know? Uh, and, uh, and so it's kind of funny, you know, just back in 2011, we created the, the, the company's name, the logo, and it had nothing to do with the purpose that I have now. So it's kind of, Wow. <laughs> Always the details. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's a little amazing. bit about that. Yeah. So just to transition, what, who are your clients or how do you get your clients? Is it inbound, outbound, social media, ads, referrals? <laughs> yeah, all of the above. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, most of our business comes through referrals and uh, okay. that, you know, referral marketing to me in B2B is very important. Um, I believe that, you know, as a marketing agency, you know, we can help expedite that. We can amplify that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the referral process um, it has been very magical for, for my company and being able to do that. Um, we, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting up until 2019, we were, we were rocking and rolling. We, you know, um, we had a, a great string of years, 2019, we were really focusing on, uh, I'll just give you a little story. We were yeah. focusing on, um, trying to build a, a national vertical because you mentioned mm-hmm. who are our customers, healthcare, obviously a lot of agencies specialize in healthcare, but we have across multiple, um, 
healthcare genres, uh, everything from a major hospital to orthopedic groups, physical therapy, dermatology, dentistry. Mm. Okay, so we have healthcare construction, professional services like law firms and banks, but ultimately um, those small businesses, small mid-sized companies are, are who we serve. But going back to what I was getting ready to say, you know, back in 2019, we were building this national vertical and it was concerning the drug and alcohol addiction recovery space. Oh, wow. We had a, we had an amazing client um, who was setting up these addiction recovery centers across a the country. So everywhere from Baltimore, Maryland to Huntington Beach, California, and everywhere in between, we had these great clients that were, you know, they would bring on a a client selling their um, addiction recovery services, setting up intensive outpatient programs, IOPs, and then they would bring us along and say, hey, if you're going to, you know, utilize our services, you need to use interaction media for your marketing. And we would do everything from website to uh, brochures to signage. It it ran the whole gamut. And and we had uh, had a number of these clients all throughout the country you know, spending 4,000 a month, you know, it was amazing business model. And then March of 2020 came and one by one, we lost every single bit of that business. So, but, but that's a great example of how a referral from my, you know, that one client led to multiple clients across the country. I'm in the process of restarting that, you know, 2021 and 22, I've been kind of just like growing, but not really, um, the way I want to, you know, mm-hmm. we're not really scaling, but I'm going back to that plan right now. As a matter of fact, as we speak, we're launching a new dental practice, uh, dental marketing practice that we're going to be helping dentists across the country do just that. And, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, I'm sitting here talking about it and it seems like, you know, two and a half, three years have flown by and we were just kind of like surviving and thriving at the same time, but not really having a direction. Now we're getting back into what we were starting to do in at the beginning of 2020. Wow. I'm so glad to hear that now you're getting back in that direction. I mean, yeah. just with 20 and be 2020, just with 2020 in between everything sounds like a lot. How were you yeah. able to navigate that change? Yeah. Well, I, I think through leadership, to yeah. be honest with you, Destine, I mean, when I think about, um, and this, again, I, I have a podcast and I, I talk about leadership a lot. I, everything rises and falls on leadership, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. It's been said that many times, and I, I totally believe that. And so leadership, just to give you an example, when, when you know, here in West Virginia, March 2020, our government, you know, our governor shut down, you know, business. And we mm-hmm. had to work remotely, just like it happened across the country. Well, you know, my first thought was, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do, you know? We just uh, just need to kind of see what we're, you know, where our clients are and we'll just kind of wait. And I was going to put out an email just saying, hey, we're here for you, you know, (laughs) to to our list. Hey, we're here. If you need anything, we're here. And I I said, don't send that email. I said, I want to think about that tonight. I went home and I I thought, man, that's that's kind of a weak positioning Mm. statement. You know, hey, we're here for you. And uh, so I I, I recrafted that email and I said, okay. To every one of our clients, and I got this email, it was, it was really cool. It said, you know, the government has shut business down in West Virginia, across the country, this is happening. Here are three steps we're taking today mm. to ensure that your company is taken care of. 
one, we were going to have a COVID-19 statement on your website at the end of the, the day today talking about, you know, CDC rules. We're going to have it. it so wow. I outlined this plan and it just came to me, you know, I was like, that's what people are probably looking for. They don't want to just say, Hey, Oh, interaction media is there. Yeah. We'll send them their check. No, we wanted to take, be proactive. Mm. You know, that's one of the seven habits of highly effective people, Stephen Covey, right? Be proactive. And so we were able to take a leadership position. And then from that, that kind of set the tone. So wow. every step of the way we would, you know, I would think of something, my team would think of something and would say, Hey, we need to put a video out talking about the safety protocols that you're employing in your business so that people can have faith and confidence that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Our clients responded extremely positively. They would, they would just be like, Oh, this, this is a great idea. Thank you. We weren't even thinking of that. Thank you. And so we, we kind of, um, you know, evolved into more of that leadership role. It really kind of change the direction of the agency and really saying we want to be proactive. We don't want to just sit back and see what happens. We want to go and help people. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I'm, I'm sure your clients really appreciate that about your agency. You know, just circling back, I mean, just referrals turning into long-term relationships is what it sounds like. Yes. And with an amazing business model in the past, what would you say you learned from that business model to just implement right now? Yeah, I think um, a couple of things. One is I can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. I have to have a great team behind me. And uh, not only behind me, but beside me, you know, making yeah. decisions. We make decisions now a lot differently than we did, say, in 2019. Um, we uh, we are here to serve, and and we have to make sure that we are leading our clients. You know, I'm a firm believer, you know, uh, kind of going back to what I said earlier, you know, I wanted to have a, an agency that was built differently. Yeah. We weren't just, you know, kind of taking um, – taking a passive role in, in the relationship with our clients, we want to lead mm -hmm. them and offer ideas, offer, you know, uh, concepts, uh, campaigns, creative, uh, strategic, you know, all those types of things. And so everything is built on a process here. Uh, so, you know, you've heard it probably said, you know, uh, people, products and process, the mm -hmm. three P's, but our people and our our processes are really, really strong. And then our product offering is, um, is evolving as well. Just to, just to go kind of go back to 2019 to 2020, you know, we, um, I have never, I had never done any kind of live streaming video for a client, right? Like live video. Okay. Yeah. When I worked in broadcast TV, we have, we have satellite shots and, you know, live, live shots from utilizing a TV camera, going to a satellite and then broadcasting it. But with, you know, with Facebook live and you know, all the different live streaming capabilities, like a podcast, like we're doing here, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it was really cool because we were able to leverage that live video into, mm. um, into a, a, a business, uh, segment of ours with live video. That's just incredible. Just a couple of days ago, we, we live streamed for one of our healthcare clients, a, a robotic aortic valve replacement. We, for, we were in the oh, OR wow. for two days, live streaming this to a, a closed audience, but it was a live video with two-way communication between the surgeon and these group of doctors trying to learn this procedure. That, 
you know, that never even crossed my mind, you know, yeah. two years ago that we could do something like that. And so we've built a team that could do very complex live video and, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, it's how, amazing. it, it kind of like we were, we were talking, you know, how, how the media channels are evolving. Mm-hmm. You have to be open and, and be able to explore new technologies. Even with our podcast, Positively West Virginia, we set that up as a 501c3 nonprofit, just as a passion project, really. Wow. And, and now we, we get to talk to business owners, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in a, in a live situation, uh, whether they're in the studio here or, uh, you know, on, uh, you know, another like Zencaster or, or, you know, teams or, or whatever platform it is to be able to help them tell their story. And again, that's what we do, right. As marketers, we help tell stories. So it's, it's a really mm-hmm. cool added value, uh, that we're able to bring to the, the marketplace. That's amazing. You know, it just, I think it speaks to a lot of flexibility, you know, just with that system in place, you know, going back to the storytelling, would you, would you say that that's your agency's expertise? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have some great people and, you know, again, it it begins with kind of flipping the, the, the script on, on story, right? We don't, you know, nobody wants to, um, to really hear about what you do. You, the consumer wants to hear how you're going to help them again, what's in it for them. Mm-hmm. And so we, we approach it that way. We always talk about, you know, the, the, the real hero of any story is, is the, the customer, right. Yes. As it relates to marketing, we got to make the, the hero of the story, the customer and, and the company is simply the guide in the process. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say you're currently learning right now to just level up your agency? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm a student of leadership. So I think that's the most important thing because if I'm not, if I'm not an effective leader and I'm not creating and helping develop excellent leaders within my organization, we're, we're, we're not going to go anywhere. So in order to grow mm-hmm. and, and keep scaling, you know, since 2018, I've doubled the, the company. I say, mm-hmm. I've, we've, we, I, I give God the glory for that, but, but honestly, yeah. it's my, it's my team that's helped do that. Right. I'm just the the one who gets to steward this thing and, mm-hmm. and drive it. But, uh, it, you know, doubling the company, especially in, in, in that tenure, it wasn't like, um, you know, doubling the second year, you know, we were multiple, multiple years into the company and then to double it from 18 to 22 is pretty, pretty cool. Um, so, so to learn everything, you know, like I said, leadership's the key ingredient, but we've got to be able to scale, you know, and um, kind of going back to that dental practice marketing uh, concept, um, uh, that that is going to be the way that we grow and, and, and can double again in, in two, two years or so. That's amazing. You know, back to the leadership that you're mentioning, did you say you had to just cultivate this skill over time? Over the past few years, or is it something of, that comes of, natural <laughs> of leadership? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm I'm not what you would consider a natural born leader. I do believe <laughs> leadership can be uh, can be taught and learned, but you have to be a student of it. You have to mm-hmm. learn and, and and be open to uh, to uh, to learning and developing your mind. You know, I'm a huge fan of John Maxwell, for instance. You know, and uh, I've actually been able to go and and hang out and be a part of the John Maxwell team and the leadership trainings uh, that he does, live events and, and things of that nature, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's just amazing when you start pouring into, um, your heart, your soul, your brain, um, you know, those types of concepts of, of, uh, of servant leadership, of, um, 
of you know, concepts of empathy. If you would have mm-hmm. asked like somebody that worked with me, you know, 10 years ago, is Jim empath- empathetic? Does he have empathy? Most people would said no, you know, <laughs> it, it was in there. I just had to figure out a way to, you know, to unlock mm-hmm. it and unleash it, you know, and, and to be able to have, um, conversation and, um, dialogue and relationship with people that, where I can understand where they're coming from. They can yeah. understand where I'm coming from and, and just, and, and, and do the basic stuff. Honestly, if, if, yeah. if I had to, if I had to give one statement about, about leadership to me today, it's about empathy, but it's also about just doing the basic stuff, doing mm-hmm. it extremely well, you know, show up, show up on time, show, you know, do mm-hmm. what you say you're going to do, uh, honor the price that you've quoted, you know, <laughs> return mm-hmm. emails, re- return text messages. Uh, it, and that's what I try to, to empower my team. We do a, um, a, a leadership component every week, uh, in our training. Uh, we oh. have a, a staff meeting every Monday and, um, you know, I don't mind saying I, I do a little devotion. Typically it's a John Maxwell piece and I have a little scripture in there. And then, then we do a training. Um, there's a company called right now media at work. And, uh, we go through training modules every single Monday and wow. we talk primarily about leadership. Cause I want everybody to know that, you know, we have 11 employees and every single person in the, on my team is a leader, right? Yeah. They may not be leading a division or leading a project, but they are leading themselves first. They might be leading yeah. a relationship that they're in, maybe their family or uh, you know, somebody that they're engaged to, and maybe they're a leader in their church, or maybe they're a leader, in, you know, in a rotary club or, you know, coaching a softball team for their kids or whatever, but they're leading, right? Mm-hmm. And so I want, I want to equip them to be great leaders, um, not only in the company, but here in our community as well. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that you mentioned community as well. It's so important, right? You know, have you had to be selective while just picking through like your team and just figuring out the community around yourself? Yeah, that's one of the hardest challenge. It's yeah. one of the hardest challenges today, right? Is finding great people. Yeah. And I, I've definitely been blessed in that. Um, you know, and and we've had team members who have been a part of our team and have moved on. And I, I admire that and honor that and respect that and encourage yeah. them, to, you know, if they have great opportunities to to take them. But we're using, you know, like I said, this business is, is a ministry of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing the work in, you know, Honduras or, uh, you know, um, Guatemala, uh, but my mission field here is here in Morgantown, West Virginia. And we're trying to, you know, uh, leaders and, and really uh, show them the way to do things properly, um, in business, especially in marketing. Uh, yes. it's, it's huge. Um, yeah. You know, and 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 being being um, productive in the community as well, like you said. Yeah, so important. You know, just to kind of transition, what would you say you're currently most proud of right now in your journey as an agency owner? Definitely our team. You know, yeah. I, I've got I've got great people, and uh, I have um, my project manager. Uh, his name is Dylan Sheldon, and he he came to us uh, right out of college, and became a video producer and he's been with me almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that to me is just really cool. And I've gotten to, to see, uh, you know, I got to go to his wedding. I, I've, I've been part of, he, he has three kids now and I've gotten to be part of like the, the pregnancies and, you know, watching oh. them grow up and, you know, yeah. so I, I just love, uh, uh the, the folks that are on my team. That's the, definitely the thing that I'm most proud of. That's amazing. You know, it just, 
it just sounds like you've built a relationship. It's past just work and what you're doing. It's like, no, this is personal. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It, and I would say uh, not built, but building. <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> because it's, it's definitely a work in progress. I'm, I'm not perfect by any means. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a work in progress, right? I mean, yeah. we're trying to, uh, you know, I have a, a, a concept of lifelong learning. It's one of my personal core values and, and making sure that I'm learning uh, every day something and, yeah. and trying to get better you know? Yeah, absolutely. On the flip side of this, what would you say is your biggest rock you need to move right now to just your journey to seven figures? Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we're a seven figure agency now, so I'm trying to get even bigger than that, you know, grow that. And, you know, I think the biggest rock is really that idea of scale and you hear it. I mean, you probably hear this, you know, a lot. I hear it from other entrepreneurs in different industries, but how do you, how do you, you know, double, you know, say if you're, if you're doing, you know, seven figures now, how do I get, how do I get to eight figures? Right. How do I get, so, so, and I think that that's, that's probably the biggest thing is scale. And then I would also have another one if it's okay to add a second one. And that is the, you know, the, the, not only growing on the top line, but also growing the bottom line because mm. margins have been the, the pressure for margin right now to me is, is, um, especially as a small business owner in our 11 years, it's been tougher than ever because mm-hmm. of everything is, you know, you, with inflation and, and cost of labor, finding good quality people, you've got to pay them. So yeah. the, the margin, um, uh, rock is a big one. Can you expand a little bit more on the margin, the bottom line you said? Yeah. So our agency is, is a little different than, than a lot uh, of traditional advertising agencies, I would suppose. We're more of a marketing slash media agency. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, um, I, I don't necessarily uh, place a lot of media. Okay. So uh, most of the, most of our uh, revenue comes from, you know, annual contracts, service mm-hmm. agreements. They're not retainers. Uh, we don't really do retainers, but service agreements. So mm-hmm. somebody will come to us and say, okay, Jim, we want to hire you for 20 hours a month at 200 an hour, 4,000 a month or so. Mm-hmm. So, and then in, in that we deliver a bucket of services. Okay. All the traditional things that you would offer in a marketing agency. And so, we're not doing, you know, the traditional 15% commission on, you know, $10 million of media. We're not doing mm. that. We're, everything is based on services. So, so we have to make sure that uh, those billable hours are um, congruent with um, the types of goals that we've set. So in other words, if we want to get to a certain place, we got to make sure that we're being efficient. And, yeah. you know, every time that, um, you know, like I said, just, just the labor cost, today. You know, you, we've seen it across the country, but here in West Virginia, you wouldn't think, but yeah, we have that same pressure as well with making sure that we're, you know, when, when, when somebody can go to, you know, Chick-fil-A and make $15 an hour, you know, that's, that, that's a, that's a um, competitor now, right? Mm, I see. Thank you for expanding on that. Yeah. I you hope know, that helps. <laughs> that did. And I'm sure the listeners will appreciate that as well. Do you happen to have any favorite agency scaling authors, influencers? You did mention a book previously, just that any listener would appreciate. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, again, I, I, nothing s- 
specific to agency growth, but more like business growth. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm a, uh, I've been revisiting. Um, one of my goals this year was to read a book a month uh, and I, I've fallen mm. short. I've, I, I, you know, here we are in November and I've got like seven under my belt. Uh, but the, a, a couple of the, the classics I went back to, especially at the beginning of this year and, you know, um, think and grow rich by mm. Napoleon Hill. You know, that book was written back in, I think, 1935 or something. I, I may be wrong on that date, but, but, you know, that was, that's one of those great timeless classics about the mindset of not just growing rich, you know, financially, but growing rich you know, spiritually, uh, physically, mm. uh, emotionally. And so I, I I've really kind of taken that uh, uh, under advisement and have been quoting that book a lot, uh, been referring to it, you know, my, uh, my pages are all marked up and, you know, nice. there's a lot of great takeaways from there. I, I will say one of, one of the great takeaways from that book is the concept um, uh, of three feet from gold. Destine, have you ever heard of three feet from gold? I have not. <laughs> all right. So, so three feet from gold, I'm going to kind of just paraphrase it for the sake of this interview, yeah. but, you know, it's basically the story of a, a guy who uh, was living on the East coast, goes out to the West coast in the gold rush days and, sells everything and starts this gold mine. Well, he, he's out there for a period of, of months and months. Finally, it, not hitting gold, he, he decides, you know what, I've, I've give, I'm giving up on this. I'm going to sell everything for pennies on the dollar and move back to the East Coast. He, well, he does. Well, the guy who gets it buys the stuff. He says, well, you know, I've got all this equipment here. I'm going to go ahead and mine. So he starts in a couple weeks later, he strikes the largest vein of gold ever discovered in America. But the point of that story is, you know, you got to know when to stop digging, right? Mm. Too often we stop digging before we hit the gold. And sometimes we just don't know when to stop and we, we squander everything at the sake of trying to find something that was never there. Well, that story <laughs> hit home to me. Uh, I'm a, a little success story that I've had this year. One of my goals was to get sponsorship for my podcast. And, you know, like I said, I started this thing in, um, 2017, hundreds of episodes, you know, countless people with, it's just been a great thing, but I wanted to get sponsorship for it. And while finally, after, after, you know, probably, I think it was eight months of me working on getting sponsorship. I got my first one and then immediately second, third, and fourth. So I got four sponsors for my podcast now and I was ready to, to, to give up. I was ready to stop Um. mining for that gold. And I had some, had some encouragement from my wife, Rebecca, I had some of my team members said, you know, keep going. We've got something here. Just keep trying, keep, keep digging. And I did. And then we, we hit it. So that was really cool. So again, how can you use a, a a concept from a book to in your business? That's a perfect example of one. Yeah, that was a great example. Thank you for that. I love hearing success stories. <laughs> you know, just the journey of like, okay, I just got to keep going, got to keep going, keep watering the fruits, you know, just keep, yeah. you know, eventually you're going to harvest. And oh yeah, gosh. That's just so that, great. <laughs> that, that is what you just said um, reminds me. If it's okay, I want to like to, sh- I'm, first of all, I'm, I hope you're getting good content for this podcast because <laughs> I, I want to bring value to everybody. But you just said something that just kind of blew me away. I am a I'm a member of a, a group called Convene. Mm. Convene's an a, a international group of um, business owners, so agency owners could be, could partake if they're it's it's for um, Christians. I don't mind saying that. Um, but uh, in my Convene yesterday, I shared uh, Galatians six nine. And this is something that that 
got me through the, the pandemic, quite honestly. And what you just said is 100% perfect for this because you said, reap, you know, sowing seeds. And so it's uh, Galatians 6, uh, 8 and 9. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. It goes on to say, let us never become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Yeah. <laughs> so Destine, you just, you, you gave me chills when you said that, because I was like, I just shared this with my group yesterday morning. So. Whoa. It was so cool. It was so cool. Oh, wow. That was, wow, I have chills. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're in Daytona Beach, Florida. I'm in Morgantown, West Virginia, and we're just like connecting here. This is cool. Yeah. That's so amazing. I seriously have chills. Oh, it's amazing. I love, I've loved this conversation and I'm sure that listeners will really enjoy this. Do you have any last like further advice for agency owners or your peers listening to this? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think about, you know, when I think of other agency owners and I know several of them, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's very hard to, um, to be working on your business. A lot of times we're in it, you know, and we're, we're in the thing and we're just like the numbers and the profit like margin and uh, how many people we got and and clients calls. And we got, I'm going to try to say this in the, in the most eloquent way that I can, but Mm -hmm. you've got to, you've got to find your purpose of like, why does your agency exist? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you can do that, man, it just makes, brings so much more meaning to what you do. I run the work every day. I can't wait to get here. Honestly, you know, I'm, I'm 57 years old. I've been doing marketing and advertising since 1988. And I absolutely love it. I love this business. I, I love serving people. I love to, um, as I mentioned, my, my mission for my company is to, uh, honor girl, honor God by serving people. And we mm-hmm. do that every single day. And that gives me great joy and uh, meaning mm-hmm. in my work. And so if, if you're burnt out of your agency, if you're thinking about starting an agency, really, mm-hmm. you got to connect with that purpose. And I don't, it doesn't have to be like what I'm, my yeah. purpose, find your purpose. Uh, and, and, and it's, build a culture around that. I think that's the most Mm -hmm. important thing that I can say because, you know, culture uh, is so important. You know, like I said, we have long-term employees that long-term clients, we have clients that have been with us ever since we started. And um, there's a reason that they come back, right? There's a reason that they write that check each month. Yeah, absolutely. You know, why would you emphasize on culture? Can you expand a little bit more on that just for those maybe curious? Yeah, it's kind of a buzzword today and yeah. it's probably over it's probably overused, but that's <laughs> you know the the way I define culture is your way of life, right? Mm. Like what is our way of life? We come in here, we, we have um a very tight-knit group. Um you know, part of my culture is like I want to I want to know my people. You know, I yeah. want to I want to know what makes them tick, you know, what, what motivates them. They're, they're not all motivated by, you know, by the same things I'm motivated by. Yeah. Um, having regular check-ins, this, this is something we haven't always done great, but we're really good at it now. But having regular check-ins with your team, understanding like a, a process of questions that can get them, you know, cause I, I'm a firm believer that today, uh, probably more than ever, people want to felt heard. So yeah. you got to listen to them. You've got to be able to have a, um, have a way of life that is, um, you know, it's, it's always going to be unique, right? Ours is, you know, kind of this mission centered, uh, ministry centered, if you will. Um, but 
you know, have that. And I've worked in places, you probably worked in places, Destine, where you don't feel that sense of culture. And it's just yeah. like, you're just getting a paycheck and you're just going through the motions. I, who wants to do that? You know, yeah. I, I want to be connected with my work. I want to find, you know, meaning and purpose in my work so that I know what we're doing is making a difference. I shared that, you know, that, uh, that video we did uh, with, a, with a hospital recently, just uh, that live stream video. And yeah. what, was, what was amazing, they were launching this robotic aortic valve replacement program to the world through this video with wow. you know, physicians and surgeons from all across the planet here in our town. It was, it was just amazing, you know, yeah. and, and, and like we, we, we had a part in that, you know, we couldn't have done it ourselves. They couldn't have done it themselves, but as a team, we were able to bring value, add value to people. It's kind of our, like one of the, the, the driving forces of our, of our, our culture here, add value to people. That's what we want to do. Yeah, that's so amazing. This conversation has been very insightful. And I've just, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, and I've resonated so deeply. So I do want to lastly say, how can people get in contact with you for listening to this? Yeah, absolutely. Well, our website is interactionmedia.com. That's I N N E R A C T I O N M E D I A dot com. Mm-hmm. They can also check out my podcast at positivelywv.com and learn about West Virginia. We're, we have a lot of great stuff happening here in West Virginia. And, uh, and I just love, you know, shouting from the mountaintops about our state and our culture here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mountaineers are always free. That's our, uh, that's our state motto. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, Have a good rest of your day. <laughs> yes. De- Destine, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun.